Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33. It is week number four of the Texas high school football season. And you can almost tell just based on the weather changing after what seemed like weeks after weeks after weeks of unbearable heat. Yes, in Texas, hot is hot. It has been that way for decades. But it was pretty amazing. And now you get a little bit of that coolness, and you can kind of get the feeling of some fall in the air. Now, there will still be some days that pop off and remind us that we're still in Texas, but this means two or three things. One, the season's getting into that fourth and fifth week the the season getting close to some districts even starting and man it's 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 amazing that here we are in week number four we do this every week we come on and by the way thank you very much for being a part of the smoky.com texas high school football podcast garrett ross runs the mothership we will look at the best wins from last week we'll look later on at the best games coming up this week We'll also have a couple of segments with interviews, including a feature on Lake Belton senior five-star receiver in Micah Hudson, who committed to Texas Tech on Tuesday. And then on top of that, we'll hear from uh, Jerry Stanford. He's the head coach at 3-0 Texas High and the Tigers. And, man, their facilities up in Texarkana have been state-of-the-art for quite some time. So here we go. Some of the best wins. Uh, DeSoto and South Oak Cliff knew it would be a good game, but DeSoto winning the state championship, that same district with Duncanville, they're now, they, they've, they, they've won a couple of state titles now in recent years. But, man, are they really good. South Oak Cliff, they're still good, but they've had to play Duncanville and DeSoto. Who would want to ever do that? And some teams have to because they're a part of District 11 6A. And we saw a taste of that district doing midway football when they had DeSoto, Duncanville, and, and even Cedar Hill before they've dropped off just a little bit. DeSoto rolls easily in that game, 54 to 14. In a game, and uh, I knew this would be a shootout. Refurio, remember they were beaten earlier this year? They beat Edna 42 41. Great game between Tempson and Dangerfield in that East Texas area. You know, Terry Bussey has been nursing the injury and the surgery from the spring. Dangerfield and Tempson go deep into the game. Bussey comes in, wins the game, and now Tempson, of course, remains undefeated. They're off and running 33-26. Terry Bussey is good as it gets in high school football. Here's a team that is, I think most people know this now, but North Crowley at times has just been there. But there's something going on. They beat uh, uh, Lucas Lovejoy 43-40 this past week. Here's another game in overtime. Jim Ned beating Wall 17-14. You knew that would be a classic game, and it was. North Shore continues to just pound on people. Westfield is probably that is Westfield. And, the, of course, Atascacita beat, uh, Atascacita beat Katie 
what was it, a week ago, a couple of weeks ago. But in that Houston area, you could always know that Westfield can play with pretty much anybody. But North Shore is just a different animal, and they flex their muscles winning in a non-district game 45-9. to Geyer and Lancaster. Uh, Geyer with a win, 28-20. to Nice win for them. Port Natchez Grove and uh, Groves and West Orange Stark just down in that Beaumont, the, the, the Golden Triangle. Of 28-20, Geyer beat Lancaster, but Natchez Groves, Port Natchez Groves, 26-20. It's been great to see Port Natchez Groves back near the top of what it is in high school football, that in 5A. It's also nice to see Dallas Carter winning again. We know their history. We know about the story of the 1988 state championship that UIL eventually took away from Freddie James and the players with all of what was going on off the field. But, man, they had an incredible run. Uh, and then Alan Wilson had a pretty good run with Carter, not quite as deep as some people thought. And then they've fallen off. The enrollment's down. They've dropped a couple of classifications. They beat Sunnyvale 22-14. And then, not that they won the game, but watch this coming week. This week, Connolly, Waco Connolly, uh, the cadets and Terry Garrick and China Spring on the road against two-time state champion Tyler Beatty and the Cougars, who are, uh, remember, a couple of weeks ago beaten by Melissa but bounced back to win big against Mejia, as everyone expected. Connolly winning 59-38, and yet again, their senior running back, Kiefer Sibley, came up with one of those games. He's, he's now, he if this continues, and I don't know what's going to happen, China Spring is really good. But, man, is he putting up massive numbers for Conley, depending on how far they go, averaging well over 300 yards a game. Here are the East and Central Texas Smokey.com Players of the Week nominations sent in by members of the website, me scouring all of the various things I can, getting nominations from coaches. I know they get so tired of me. I send out emails every week late Thursday for anyone playing Thursday, late Friday when I get back from doing a broadcast, sometimes at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, first thing Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, and we're going to leave these names up because I'm going to go over these games with you. Noah Hutchison from Blooming Grove. He did not throw an incomplete pass. He threw eight passes, three touchdowns, carried for a couple of uh, touchdowns as well, had a kick return for a touchdown of 80 yards and five tackles. That's in the overall category that's like everything, whether it's offense, defense, plus special teams, sometimes all three in a win against Eustace. Hunter Parker, you know, there wasn't like somebody in East Texas that completely just jumped off the screen at me. There were running backs for over a couple of hundred yards. There were passes, quarterbacks that threw for a 300 yards. Queen City has had a very bad run in football. Uh, and I'll say this, and this is no disrespect to them. I'll never forget when someone said, when you drive through the city, of, if you drive into Queen City, and I'm not sure if it's coming from Texarkana, into Queen City from the north, but there's a big sign about the Queen City band. And I had a coach one time tell me, I mean, Queen City has been through sporadic uh, success. They said, if you have, uh, and with all due respect, I understand the tradition. I'm not saying this. Somebody said this to me. If you drive into a city and they're talking about the band and you don't see like state championships or Hall of Fame players, you know, Jason Peters, the great longtime offensive lineman, he played at Queen City High School uh, but he, they, when you have a billboard that promotes the band, you wonder about where the football team might be. That probably was uncalled for, but I wanted to share that story. Hunter Parker, good for Queen City in a win against Como Picton. Kendrick Jones of Crandall, 
three interceptions in a game. One of them returned for a touchdown. He also uh, defended four passes on top of the interceptions, caused a fumble, and beat Jacksonville soundly. West Rusk, they're good. The Raiders, uh, Logan Mills blocked a punt that recovered by his teammate Hunter McCandless in a win against Mineola 48-33. Now to Central Texas, their sibling. Last week, he was the Offensive Player of the Week. This week, look at his numbers. He could have been the Offensive Player of the Week again. 391 yards, 23 carries, five touchdowns, had a tackle and interception. He actually completed a couple of passes, had three kick returns for 20 yards per return, and beat a really good team in 3A in Yo 59-38. There's Reed Jerome, quarterback at Lampasas. 293 yards passing, four scores, 100 yards rushing, and a couple of scores and a win against Eastview by 35. Tyler Burnett of Academy, good for them. Nice uh, win against Hillsboro, 13 tackles and a couple of picks, including one he ran back for a touchdown. And then, then Smith, the punter, Dotsbury Smith uh, for Conley, three, uh, two punts for an average of 47.5 yards per punt in that win against Yo. I am... I don't know. I don't, I'm not the biggest believer in special teams, but from the very beginning, I've always had this philosophy. If you're good and then your special teams aren't very good, then you're average. If you're average, but you have really crisp special teams, the kicking game, the coverage game, not just extra points, but field goals and, and also just what you do with punts. And I've seen some high school teams that have been really good at that. And I've seen some that look like they never worked on it. Knowing they have, they just aren't very strong with it. Uh, I just believe it's the difference in a couple of three wins a year. I really do. So if you're average with good special teams, you might win an extra game or two. If you're really good, but your special teams is a mess, you're probably going to lose a couple of games that otherwise with your talent and who you have, you should not lose. And so I love honoring the special teams. I always have. I always will. And if you look at a lot of the player of the week, whatever local newspaper we're talking about, or even if it's a, a part of the websites that cover high school football, if you look at the national awards, you know, there's the Lou Groza Award for kicking, uh, the national award for the best uh, kicker, usually mainly field goals uh, in a year. Almost all of them are about offense, offense, offense. But I love to honor and will always highlight the special teams. And that could even include the guys who snap on extra points and field goals, the holder, snap, long snap to uh, the punters, kick coverage. I love a team that goes down and wrecks, wreaks havoc and, and also covers punts uh, as well. Now, coming up, we will hear from Lake Belton High School star, five-star star. I saw this young man when I think he was a sophomore they scrimmaged at Midway, and I believe Mansfield Legacy, uh, no, no, Midland Legacy, Midway, Lake Belton, and even maybe Shoemaker. It was a large group and a long, big night of scrimmage. But I had a chance to kind of watch uh, Micah Hudson firsthand. He is really good. Back then, Lake Belton, if you look at their uniforms, they look like Ohio State. And so when I saw him, it was about the time when Garrett Wilson, Olave, and all the others at, at Ohio State who are now in the NFL, I said, man, he looks really good in those colors, and he would fit with the, the wide receivers that you see at Ohio State. On Tuesday night, a couple of three days after Texas Tech had that loss when they blew the lead, and I say that Oregon eventually wore them down, beat Tech in Lubbock, and Tech is now 0-2. It's been a tough start because of that overtime loss at Wyoming. So Micah Hudson, 
the mature young man, recognizing where the Tech fan base was, recognizing 0-2, was there, felt the atmosphere, but also the disappointment, decided he wanted to give the Texas Tech fan base a pick-me-up. And he did, and we'll discuss that with him, who committed to Texas Tech on Tuesday and the timing and what it meant. That's also coming up here. And then our live conversation with Jerry Stanford, the head coach at Texas High. The Tigers are off to a 3-0 start. Then the games of the week. I'm David Smoke, Garrett Ross, the Smokey.com Texas High School Football Podcast on 365 Sports. Peter's Buick in Longview has the best selection in East Texas. Over 70 Buicks to choose from, like the all-new 2024 Buick Encore GX, starting at $25,750. Or the Buick Encore GX Avenir, with an all-new look and up to 31 miles per gallon. The largest selection of new Buicks from the number one Buick dealer in East Texas, Peter's Buick. Online at peterscars.net. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears! TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Baylor, Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine, Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 on Saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic. Baylor, Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine, Orthopedics. We get you back in the game. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33.
Hudson who made the decision. He's committed to Texas Tech 365 Sports. Micah, thank you for your time. What have the last few hours been like for you? Pretty chill, pretty good. I've been at school, just working hard in the classroom, things like that. You know, checking Twitter every once in a while, just seeing what people have to say. You were highly recruited by everybody. Texas Tech has been on you from day one. And you mentioned something about relationships, which is always a big deal. Why did you commit last night? And what was it like when you told Coach McGuire and Justin Johnson, among others, that you were going to commit to Tech? I really didn't tell anybody. I just I just did it. So I kind of just, you know, after they lost and stuff, I was going to post it after they won. But unfortunately, they didn't win. So I was just like, okay, well, everybody seemed a little down or whatever. So I just wanted to, like, you know, bring a little light to everybody and just getting a little bit happier and stuff like that. Yeah, they've started tough at 0-2, and, and I, I wondered, is this kind of a feel-good? And that the, the fact that you you kind of recognized that and, and wanted to give the program a little pick-me-up, not that they asked you to do that. So how important, and what's the reaction been from those who are also a part of this next class and even players on the football team? I don't think they were really surprised, but I think they were very excited, you know, just seeing that so the type of player and person that I am, you know, wanting to be able to play with me and see, you know, what the future holds for me and my future teammates. Did you have a discussion with Will Hammond at Hutto? No, sir. I, like, I actually didn't tell anybody at all, but he always, you know, checks in on me, just seeing how I'm doing. We might go throw a little bit with our trainer, but he's always checking in and, you know, just seeing how I'm doing and telling me, you know, good game. Are you relieved that it's over? Yes, sir. I say I'm, I'm relieved, but. I always was calm in this in the process, and so I didn't let any of that stuff get to me. Obviously, things change and, and commitments or whatever. Is this 100% no matter what, you're going to remain yeah. committed to Texas Tech? Yes, sir. I'm a loyal guy, so I like I like loyalty, so I got to, you know, treat the same way I want everybody to treat me. So, yes, sir. You guys are coming off a very difficult loss, obviously, to Red Oak. You play a very tough schedule as well. What's it been like this week? And and you yourself as a program trying to bounce back during the time when you are playing good people. You know, really just keeping our head up, you know, trusting the coaches and trusting our teammates, knowing what they have planned for us. And, you know, just going with the game plan and doing everything we can, putting in 100% effort and, you know, not, not crying about the loss, but, you know, bouncing back from the loss and learning from the loss. What feeds you every day to get better? Where does that come from in your life? Most, like, God. Like, that's just, I don't know what it's been, but, I mean, I just talk to him about everything and just wake up. Just I'm just glad to be able to practice every day, put on the pads, be able to be with, you know, my teammates, my coaches, even on the bad days. But, you know, it's a, you get an opportunity to wake up every morning and go out and play and play for those guys next to you and play for the coaches and things like that. So I say God is, you know, the reason why. I saw you early on. There was a scrimmage at Midway, and I saw you a part of that three-way scrimmage, and I could tell that there was something different about you. And sometimes when players know that, they either get relaxed or they kind of get full of themselves. You have not done either one of those things. How have you been able to keep humble outside of that and make sure you focus every day and do what you do? Really just, you know, praying and my mom, even just my mom, coaches, teammates, you know, just holding me accountable. And even me holding myself accountable, you know, not getting too big-headed or anything and not thinking of myself as more than anybody else. I say those things like that is really what's helped me, you know, stay humble, you know, just keep leading like God wants me to. 
and you know my coaches and my mom wants me to how has lake belton uh embraced you obviously as a great player but but kind of throughout this entire has everyone kind of let you alone left you alone allowed you to kind of just go about your own business and what you're going to do in the future yes and uh and no because like you know we just got it's it's a family oriented school you know like we just got pride you know community and trust that's our motto so you know just being able to come to school every day you know, and just, you know, being able to interact with the nice people, you know, nice staff has really helped me, you know, as a person because I'm not around any negative t- negativity. You know, it's always positive vibes. So I feel like that's helped a lot of my life. You guys are a new program. I know it just started. It's not like it's brand new, but I've watched you, Coach Cope, and I have stayed in touch since the, the school opened up. What uh, has been the experience of being a part of pretty much a brand new program, having the success in building and growing the way you have at Lake Belton? It's been great, you know, just building up from day one when we were like working out at the middle school. And it's just, you know, like we didn't have anything really given to us. Like we had to work for everything. We had to work for those wins. We had to play in the, the outlaw schedule to get to where we are now. So I feel like that humbled us just a little bit, you know, like we didn't just, we weren't able to just go play right away. So. Mm-hmm. We were the good teams that we've been playing against, so now we just got to, you know, convert and show everybody why, you know, why we're good. You mentioned that you really didn't tell anybody. You just committed. You felt like the timing was good, the loss to Oregon, and, and you just ready to do it. Did you talk to anybody at all? Did did you have a conversation with the tech staff, or did they pretty much know this was happening? They didn't, they didn't know it was happening. Like, I did not say a word to anybody. I just was like, okay, well. At 7 o'clock or something, I'll probably drop it and then go to sleep, take a nap, eat dinner, whatever, and then just just let it let it go. So so you haven't spoken to the staff? No, I, I have. Okay. After, but, like, yeah. before when I was about to commit, I didn't say anything. To well, them. what was the reaction? They, they were pumped up. Okay, yeah. That, they, were, they were pumped up. I, I can imagine why. What do you have to say to Texas Tech fans? Obviously, they know the recruitment. They know that this was uh, – they've never had a player – ranked as high as you are, play for Texas Tech as far as committed for Texas Tech. What do you say to the Texas Tech fan base right now? None of that stuff matters if I can't be able to convert and do what I need to do and keep my head on straight. So I'm just going to keep my head on straight, trust God, not get not get uh, too too high and not get too low and trust the coaches and, you know, trust myself. So I know you've had a lot of people asking for your time. Coach Cope, thank you very much. Micah Hudson. Brian, if you don't mind me asking one question to wrap it up with you, and Micah, thank you so much for your time. This has been a process. Micah is special as an athlete, but also as a person. As a coach, are you glad that this kind of part of the process is over? And just your thoughts about Micah, the player in person. Man, I'm just so thankful that we've had the opportunity be able to coach such an outstanding young man you know i remember watching his first seventh grade football game we knew then that he was he was special talent we've been a part of each other's lives for about six years and four of them really really close just can't wait to see what amazing things he's going to do in lubbock just continue on that path we got a lot of football left here to be played with him at at lake belton i know he's going to give everything we've got for the broncos and after that you can go put on the red and black of red raider nation and go have a great time there too how do you feel like he handled what is a enormous spotlight and everybody in the country would love to have Micah Hudson play for them. I think he's a role model for our, our kids in the future who are, are going to have an opportunity to go play division one football. We got probably two or three right now in, in our program that are younger and uh, on how to handle that whole process. He's been a mentor to them already. Um, and I think that that's important, but 
you couldn't have asked for a better way to handle it and, and a better recruitment. And everybody that's come through here uh, has done a great job and been very, very professional as well. Thank you, Brian Cope, uh, Micah Hudson, Lake Belton, the Broncos. I'm David Smoke, and this is 365 Sports. Peter's Buick in Longview has the best selection in East Texas. Over 70 Buicks to choose from, like the all-new 2024 Buick Encore GX, starting at $25,750. Or the Buick Encore GX Avenir, with an all-new look and up to 31 miles per gallon. The largest selection of new Buicks from the number one Buick dealer in East Texas, Peter's Buick. Online at peterscars.net. In Texas, there's pea-size hail and baseball-size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears! TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Baylor Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 on Saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic. Baylor Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics. We get you back in the game. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33. as high as 3-0, and they've beaten some really good people, especially the first couple of weeks when their scores popped out at me, and we always try to feature the best wins the week before the game's coming up, and Texas high at 3-0. and Jerry Stanford, their head coach, and Jerry, of course, a son of a football coach back in the day. First of all, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Texas high, I mentioned this, has always been ahead of the curve when it comes to facilities and, and what you have, and the tradition is there. Uh, this team seems to have a little something extra. Why? You know, it's a little bit unpronounced um, to a lot of people. Uh, I think coming in with the youthfulness of this team and the, the amount of starters we lost last year in all phases of the game, it was a little bit of a surprise to a lot of people. 
uh, the talent's there. I mean, it's just young talent. And then our seniors have just done a really, really good job of stepping up and leading for us so far this uh, this year. All right. So you arrive, Barry Norton moves on, you arrive, and he had, of course, had a great run. And the first two or three years were a little bit spotty. That's part of the transition. And then 11 and 1 and 12 and 1 and very, very close. Last year, your uh, season ended in a loss to Terrell. Um, but it's, it, it's, a, it's a place that's used to winning. What is, what, what is the standard and what are the expectations of being the head coach at Texas High? You know, Coach Norton did such a good job when he was here, really laying the foundation for this program in the early 2000s as kind of a, a pinnacle of what was then 4A, now 5A football of putting Texas high on the map. Uh, prior to Coach Norton, the consistency hadn't been there. And if you look from the 2000 to 2009 on what they were able to do, mm-hmm. the amount of talent that came through and the coaches that came through and then Coach Norton heading it all up, it was, it was really an impressive, impressive uh, eight- and nine-year run there. So uh, – yeah, go ahead. Like any town, you know, generationally it cycles on talent and there's ebbs and flows to that. And so when we got here, it was, that's kind of where it was. It was kind of in an ebb part of the flow to everything. And so that first year we lose in a track meet of a game, one of the best games I've ever been a part of, to Highland Park in the first round, 56 to 49. Mm-hmm. And so you get through that year and you kind of feel like you've got a foundation for things, but yet you've got to recreate an expectation of what you want to do and what where this program needs to get to. Uh, and, and the biggest thing was playoffs. Um the success over the last 12 years prior to that next year, it just wasn't there yet on what the expectation and how to win in the playoffs just yet. And some of that, obviously, that's talent-based too, right, of who we're playing and who have been being played over the last 12 years. Being in Region 2, that draws a really stiff card a lot of times. And so within that, we kind of put our sets on, let's get this place on the ground of where it needs to be to make long, extensive playoff runs. And, and for the most part, we've been able to do that outside of last year uh, where we felt like we slipped up a little bit. And that kind of put a chip on, chip on our shoulder going into this year to prepare for everything. And uh, with this young group to get our minds right and reset the expectations of. So we kind of keep the same goals every year. Jerry, um, yeah. Is is there almost in the city of Texarkana, for those that don't know, Texas High, Pleasant Grove, Liberty Ilo, it's all basically like a turf war in, in a, a way when it comes to the talent. And everybody's had their run. Uh, they've all won state championships. It, it, how how competitive is it in the city of Texarkana with those programs and doing what they do along with yours? What's been really neat over the last several years is just the the respect that everybody has for each other. Uh, if you look right now at the amount of talent over the last five years that Texarkana proper in general has been able to put out, it, it's nothing more than less than impressive per capita. I mean, with what Pleasant Grove and Coach Gibson's done, what Coach Davis has been able to accomplish there at Liberty Isle and what we've been able to accomplish per capita, that's got to be one of the hotter beds for recruiters to come through and recruit. And so the relationships with all of us is tremendous. Uh, we have a high respect for each other and we don't, cross paths as far as Texas High Liberty Allo Pleasant Grove we have no common <coughs> excuse me no common opponents and so man we can root for each other and cheer for each other and, and hopefully pray that all of us are able to win state championships what do you think the win against Lone Star meant to your team this year followed by the win against Heritage but also maybe those who saw your score like me and you know I've, I've covered East Texas even though I've lived in Waco now since 2010, I still know the history and the trends, but what do you think that score, 
when people saw that score, what do you think the reaction was around the state? One of the bigger hurdles we've been trying to get over is being able to play high quality football from Dallas Fort Worth. Um, that's been a hump for uh, almost a decade um, of being able to beat quality opponents out of Dallas Fort Worth in meaningful games. And so our goal has been to schedule those type of opponents. It's a different mindset of football. And sometimes we get the stereotype of we're just smash mouth football in East Texas and just play with athletes. And that's not the case. We play very high level, high IQ football and want to play high level, high IQ teams to continue to improve on those records and playing such teams that you're going to see those types of teams in the long playoff runs. You look at Region 2 right now, and it's just crazy the amount of talent in Region 2 and what all is taking place there. Mm -hmm. Do you think that realignment will ever push you back or push you into Region 3? You know, we were there that um, our second time around in realignment here, we ended up in Region 3. I think what's going to be unique this time around, it looks like Pine Tree will probably drop to 4A. Mm -hmm. Most likely. So there's a little bit of a conversation with, is Jacksonville coming back up? I don't know that answer. Um, I, that was brought to our attention earlier this week. If, if I think if they come back up, they would replace Pine Tree, which would allow us to potentially go back to Region 3. Right. But if they don't come back up, that leaves us with just six teams out here. If you include Nacogdoches, which is more Region 3-ish than the rest of us, that's really the only thing that pushes us Region 3 is them. Um, of what UIL could do with our district, um, we could go a lot of different directions just for where we are. You know this, that the, the East Texas, the highest level, which now in, in 6A includes what is now Tyler Legacy. Tyler D for the longest time, now Legacy. Longview's 5A. John Tyler, Tyler, uh, Tyler High's 5A. Texas High once was at the highest level in the same district. Lufkin's 5A. Pine Tree was 5A. Um, all of these, Marshall, and, and, and I remember there was a time when John Tyler, Lee, Lufkin, and Longview were the same district by themselves, and they had to play each other twice, and I did the games back then. I don't know if there was ever a, a better time, but also absolutely brutal. Could you ever see that happening again if you get too isolated? You know, right now, I don't think it is. I think what you're looking at, the, the small trend across our state is – Let's just take a, um, a town like Brock for right now. Yep. So you see Brock is just blowing up, right? Uh, Salina's trending that way. Melissa is what it is now. And so those communities are close enough to a metropolitan area. So you take Belton. I mean, Belton at one point was a small foray. We're now looking at two six A's just about in Belton because it's connected close enough to that Austin area. So I think the predicament that UIL is in a little bit is – You've got over 260 teams in 6A. You've got over 250 teams in 5A. Then you go to 4A and there's 180 teams. Well, it's those team, those towns right there that are not connected to a metropolitan area. So let's take Liberty Island. Right. Liberty Island, the most chance is probably going to drop to 3A this next time around. And wow. so you're seeing shrinking of schools that are not connected to a major metropolitan area. And then the ones that are, are going large 5A and large 6A. So 4A keeps getting smaller and smaller. Um, and so I think UIL's got a situation there. They're really taking a hard look at of how are they going to balance out 4A. But like Longview's got a chance to go back up to 6A this next time around. Um, I don't see anybody else in our area dropping below the 5A range outside of Longview. I think Lindell down the road 
could go back to 5A potentially down the road. Um, Greenville's 5A. Uh, obviously, Roy City's now jumped to 6A. So I think those are conversations UIL's having, and it'll be an interesting uh, realignment this time around. Your father was a coach, I think, won a state championship in Louisiana. The, uh, uh, the impact of Louisiana coaches into East Texas from John Outlaw to John King to Pat Collins to Mike Valerie to Dickie Meeks over the years was so impressive because I remember when that started and Dickie won a title in 89 at Chapel Hill. Then we know what uh, John King has done, what Collins did to turn Longview back up. Uh, what uh, obviously uh, uh, Valerie at Kilgore, it, and it's it's been a great story. How much of an impact was your father as a head coach on what you do today? Um, I would say it transcended the whole career. I mean, I didn't, I never had a plan B but the coach. <laughs> uh, I, I never. That was I. I can remember and how when I was probably sixteen or seventeen years old when I was driving past old. Texas Stadium where the real playoff games were played in the fun times. And uh, my dad go, man, if you're going to coach, there ain't no time. And so I started off at an early age of 19 coaching. Um, this is all I ever had planned. I never knew anything else but that walking on practice fields at two and three years old, running balls at five and six years old. And so that's all I ever knew and wanted to be a part of. And I think it was just something that uh, I grabbed a hold of and God's blessed us with. And, uh, We've been fortunate enough to have enough talent to win enough games to keep a job and not be fired yet, as they say. Scott Surratt, and we know what he's done at Carthage and used to be on Texas High staff with Barry Norton, and he's a, a Lyndon Kildare graduate. I covered him when he was a baseball and football player back. That means, of course, many years ago. But I asked him, I said, tell me what you know about Jerry Stanford, just because I wanted to just do something different. He said you were, was it a, um, let me see here. He gave me, you were a graduate assistant, I think, or a restricted earnings coach at Louisiana Tech, and that he would come and visit with me and just talk ball. And I, it means you're a junkie. You're a football junkie. Do you remember some of those times? Yeah, so, what I figured out early on in my career is, is for as much as I, I, so I worked for one of the greatest head coaches, one of the greatest high school players in Texas high school history, which was Gary Mullins. Yep. Mullins, uh, the man has forgotten more football than any combined coaches know. And what I learned in that is I knew very little, uh, even as a student, which I've been able to hire several student assistants from Louisiana tech as well. Um, that gave me kind of the foot in the door to learn high level football. And so, when I got to White Oak, I knew that I had to know more about the terrain, the geography of the landscape of this area, as well as learn from the best. And so visiting with Coach King, I'd drive down to Carthage and just sit. And my encouragement to younger coaches that are in this business is, man, go listen. Don't go in there like you know what they're going to tell you and you start getting on the board, but listen. And so Coach Surratt was one of those that was just really gracious to just, he would get up on the board and man, it was just question after question after question. And just, he was an open book, uh, just very gracious to me and to let me pick his brain. Coach Collins and my dad worked together at Cedar Creek High School. Okay. 70s. And so I go over and see Coach PC, man, and just pick his brain about being an AD, pick his brain about uh, just the athletics in general and the stories he could tell the man has got to be one of the best storytellers of all time. Coach Meeks and my dad as well had worked together in that same staff at Cedar Creek. And so picking Coach Meeks' brain and talking to him and uh, getting to know RJ and building a relationship with him. And it's just uh, 
Man, East Texas is a fraternity of coaches that is an open door policy to anybody that we're willing to help each other out. You said you mentioned Lyndon Kill there a minute ago. Man, it would be interesting to me to look and see how many head football coaches have come out of Lyndon Kildare. Absolutely. It is impressive to say the least. Uh, I mean, Scott's staff in general at <laughs> Carthage has brought through a, a whole graduating class that feels like of Lyndon Kildare. <laughs> but it's just, man, the, the amount of knowledge and care for kids, it's still football in East Texas. All right, so you brought up Dickey. Uh, Pat Collins, uh, Scott Surratt, Scott, of course, again, an East Texas, deep East Texas guy. What do you think the success of Dickey Meeks in 89 uh, of uh, what Mike Valerie did, I think, in 04 at Kilgore when they beat Lincoln and Reggie Samples was the head coach. They block it. Oh, it was a field goal, run it back and win the games outright a state title. What Collins did at Longview, then John finally giving Longview their first title since 19, what, 37 and those who have come from that area and had an impact, you're you're obviously with uh, where you're from. What do you think that meant? Because I, when I first saw that, and they all said, hey, we want to coach. The facilities are great. The commitment in Texas. Not that it's not at Louisiana. We know how great that high school pro, uh, uh, level is, too. What do you think that success meant to the state of Louisiana high school coaches? You know, it's funny you bring it up. We played Benton last week, um, Louisiana, and so they – the questions that come from coaches out of Louisiana for how things work here, it's something they look up to and it's something they want to be more like. I mean, you go back to the 90s, really, if you take like 97 to like 04, that I-20 football in Louisiana from Evangel to West Monroe, the amount of talent coming out of there was transcending of what college football was. I mean, that, that was some of the best X's and O's of football played across the country mm-hmm. uh, for that small of a state with that much talent. And the level of coaching is at the top. Um, and I, so I think you see that carrying over into here. And those you look at the trees of football in Texas right now, all the way down to Houston, and how much of Louisiana has filtered in with just really solid coaches. Man, there, there's some impressive, impressive coaches. You look at what John Curtis has done down there and yep. even in now continuing to do it other schools there's really good football played there i think they want what we have when it comes to the support the financial support um the schedules for athletics for kids to just take them to the next level and i want to include during that time you mentioned the mid-90s until uh, the, the little 2004 or so or so you know, John Outlaw comes in from Arkansas and, and gives a little bit. You know, he he brought in some spark too. Went to Sherman, then eventually what he did at Lufkin. And and I hate the fact that uh, Dickey and John are no longer with us. Uh, two great guys. Love talking football with them. And uh, and it just I wanted to make sure we gave the proper respect to the Louisiana area that has also had an impact on Texas high school football. Jerry Stanford, the head coach at, at Texas High. What is um. In your opinion, what other than what you mentioned, Pleasant Grove, Liberty Ilo, Texas, I what is unique about the city of Texarkana that you love the most? Man, we're our own island up here. <laughs> we've we played teams in the playoffs in the first round. We've been fortunate enough to host those things. And you get coaches that come here and they all say the same thing. This is what Friday nights should look like. Uh, when you walk into the Tiger Stadium at Grim Park. It is high school football at its finest atmosphere. I mean, it's a hard place to play. And I think football still has its genuine roots in this community at all of our schools. You look at what Hooks is doing right now 
Um, they've done a tremendous job there rebuilding that program. But football is ball out here. We don't, having been in DFW for a long time and been a head coach there, we don't have to deal with a lot of what they have to deal with there. Um, the, uh, the, the foundational things that we want kids to learn from this sport are still intact in these, this community. Jerry, congratulations on the start. I know you have uh, what legacy coming up this week and, and uh, what Bo is trying to get them turned around. It's been a while for them. And then what you do when you get into district, I, man, that Frisco Lone Star game popped out at me. I'm glad we were able to get you on the show. Appreciate what you did at White Oak and what you've done elsewhere and appreciate sharing your time today. And thank you for us, uh, allowing us to highlight what you're doing and what Texas high is doing and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate having me smoke. All right, Jerry Stanford, the head coach at Texas High. When we come back, what are the best games of the week in high school football coming up? And who won our Pick'em contest a, a week ago? This is the Texas High School Football uh, Podcast, Smokey.com and 365 Sports. Peter's Buick in Longview has the best selection in East Texas. Over 70 Buicks to choose from, like the all-new 2024 Buick Encore GX, starting at $25,750. Or the Buick Encore GX Avenir, with an all-new look and up to 31 miles per gallon. The largest selection of new Buicks from the number one Buick dealer in East Texas, Peter's Buick. Online at peterscars.net. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears! TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletic, specializing in diagnosing and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over two decades of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 on Saturday morning for a post-game injury evaluation clinic. Baylor, Scott & White, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics. We get you back in the game. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine. And Bubba's 33.
Out each week, we look ahead to the best games of the week. We'll have that in one second, but we also want to make sure we spotlight the winner of the Smokey.com, the Bubba's 33 restaurant in Waco High School Football Pick'em. Sometimes as many as 30-plus games that are on our website. You can go to Smokey.com. That's S-M-O-A-K-Y.com. Look at the top to the slight, maybe middle to the right, you'll see Pick'em. And you click on the link, it takes you to the week's games. We usually have that up, thanks to Derek Tonkin, the webmaster, by Sunday night or early on Monday. So, I mean, we've had as many as a couple hundred people that have done that. We'd like to see 500. But whatever the number is, whoever has the best record will get a $25 gift certificate to Bubba's 33 in Waco. And I had some folks out of East Texas that said, well, what about us in East Texas? Bubba's 33 in Waco is the sponsor of our Pick'em Contest. And maybe, maybe you'll bring your wife or whoever down to Waco to see the Magnolia, the Silos, or maybe for a high school playoff game down the road and use the $25 gift certificate. Now, the winner last week was Greg Ogletree. Randy Polk the first week out of Longview, then Nicholas Hansen from Carthage. Greg Ogletree out of Livingston was 25-6, and 31 games we had last week, and he... I've already been in touch with Greg, will receive and will, in fact, maybe already have the $25 gift certificate from Bubba's 33. Thanks to Nathan Watkins for what he does. It's a great place. The restaurant, the food is fantastic. The atmosphere is great. It's a great place to just go for lunch, go for dinner with your family, with your sit at the, a bar and relax a little bit while watching all the, they have televisions everywhere. It And, and the food is seriously, the menu is incredible. My favorite meal there. And I sometimes just pick it up to go. Is the uh, the Cajun pasta with chicken and shrimp? It is really good. But so are the burgers, pizza, and so much more. Now let's look at the best games. This is according to PigskinPrep.com. Our good friend Jerry Forrest. These are the best games of the week. And and this is something that his computer, his index spits out. And he usually sends me like 30-something. Like I say, we put all of them up on the pick'em. But during this show, we'll highlight 10 or 12 of the games. And the number in blue, I think it's in blue on the right. Yes, it is. The lower the number, the higher the ranked teams are combined, uh, the better the two ranked teams are combined. For example, there's Brock and Gunner. Brock 1 and 2, they've played a really good schedule. We know Gunner's really good. Both of them have, you know, that pedigree that's so good. The total ranking between the two is 5. Gunner 3, Brock ranked number 2. And, of course, it's from depending on what classification. Centerville and Mart, 3-0, 3-0. I think it's fair to say this is power against speed. But that doesn't mean Centerville can't run. That doesn't mean Mark does not have power. Sometimes the, the coaches of the community get a little bit frustrated with that, but that's kind of the way you can see this one matched up. I love the fact that Centerville and Mart are not afraid to play anybody. If they could play somebody in 4A, they would to make themselves better. Cal Allen and Cuero, the Gobblers, at 3-0. and A slight favorite. The, the numbers in black to the left or right of whoever we have up there, that means they're favored for that particular game Quero is a four-point favorite South Oak Cliff after playing such a brutal start to their schedule with Duncanville and DeSoto this won't be all that easy but Parish Episcopal we know how good they have been and they have played people they're not afraid to play anybody but South Oak Cliff is over a two touchdown favorite there China Spring at home against Connolly the game I did in 2020 during COVID Connolly went into China Spring China Spring had that not yet 
made their run. That year they lost to Carthage, I think, in the quarterfinals. And then they went on to win the back-to-back state titles. They have the loss earlier this year to Melissa. Melissa's just so good and also a 5A school. I don't know what to expect in this game. China Springs a favorite here. Uh, I This is going to be fun because Connolly with Kobe Black and Kiefer Sibley and, and Vincent, the quarterback, among others, and, of course, China Spring with the All-State quarterback and uh, former, well, he's been Texas football uh, player of the year and Chase McCollum, their quarterback. This one's great. We'll actually have this broadcast, Garrett Ross and Tanner Carlson, on Power 108 in the Waco market on radio and also a link to that game well, Sikkim 365, our radio app, 365 radio app. Also, there's Albany 3-0 and Holly. Albany's a pretty good favorite there. Bernie, the Greyhounds, and Gregory Portland. Bernie, a slight favorite there. Then you always – I love the games in the what they call the 409, some of it the Golden Triangle. I mean, just the history of these schools. West Orange Stark losing last week. Uh, what was it to Port Natchez Groves and Newton? And that one will be fun to watch with just so much talent in that area and so much history and tradition. All Saints Episcopal out of Fort Worth and Plano Prestonwood. That's a pick'em game. Then you have Jasper going right back from a team out of the 409 uh, against Franklin. Franklin and uh, Mark Fannin, two-time state champions themselves, 3-0. And they have not been, like, just crushing people. They've lost some people, including Bryson Washington, of course, and a few others. But they're still really good, and this game will make them better no matter uh, if they win it or not. That's who they play. Holland and Bremont, a really good game in 2A. And then Anna and Salina, 5-0 and combined with Anna, a two-touchdown favorite. Lovejoy in their game with Terrell. Terrell knocked out Texas High in the playoffs last year. We just featured Texas High a little bit ago. And Lovejoy uh, lost to North Crowley, but still very good. They are a big favorite in that game. And then center and Dangerfield. Wow. Dangerfield lost to Timpson 33-26, the last-minute loss. Uh, center with their, their, their running back. I, I, this, I don't know what the score is going to be. This could either be like 50-45, to 45, Caden Dixon, the running back from center, who's put up huge numbers, and Dangerfield with Johnson, the quarterback, and all of what they have with player Hampton committed to Texas. Woo, this is going to be a fun one to watch and see what happens. But center, a slight favorite there. Dickie Meeks, I mentioned him, the former Louisiana coach that won at Chapel Hill, won at, uh, won a state championship in 89, did well at Mount Vernon, did well at Henderson, won a state championship there. Um, Dickie Meeks' son, Ricky Joe, is the head coach for the Rough Riders in center. So those are the better games coming up in week number four of the high school football season. And there's still one more week left. Uh, what, a week or two left in the state, in the city, a month, excuse me, of September, the way that the dates in fr- on Friday fall this year. All right, thanks to uh, Garrett Ross. Garrett, thank you so much for being a part of it, as always. Also, uh, Jack McKenzie and all of our sponsors who are a part of what we do every week. We have this podcast. It will go live Thursdays at right at 10 o'clock Central Time, and we hope you enjoy it. We'll be back again next week with week number five of the high school football season. I'm David Smoke, the Smokey.com Texas high school football podcast right here on 365 Sports and have a great week. This is 365 Sports. The Smokey.com podcast is presented by Peter Chevrolet in Longview, Texas. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. 
TFNB, your bank for life. Baylor's Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine and Bubba's 33.